Hey everyone, welcome back to the Infinite Canvas Podcast. I'm John Venegas. I hope you've been enjoying our programming as of late. Um, so before we get into today's episode, I wanted to talk to y'all a little bit about how everything is going to work out. Spectrum Files is a seven-episode miniseries, much like Champions of Central was, except each episode is more connected than before. Secondly, WoW is editing brutal. Uh, David has edited every single episode of our show as a, uh, up until this point, and I wanted to give my... Uh, a little take on it because I wanted to have more control over a narrative that I'm technically uh, DMing. And so I'm like, Hey, I want to edit these episodes. Editing is a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be. There's so much time that goes into it. Or maybe I'm just really slow at it right now. That's probably a combination of the two. I don't want to, I don't want to discredit David too much about what he does. And, um, we had promised that this was going to be a weekly deal for the miniseries, but for right now, we're going to just stick to the bi-weekly schedule like normal until I can get an appropriate buffer to um, get a proper lineup. Uh, before we get into things, uh, go check out our Twitter at CanvasCast or the main SciStar account at SciStar Comics. You can follow my personal account at JohnnyVE3 or David at CC underscore Foz. Uh, I'm also going to be trying to update some uh, visual goodies for y'all, uh, some drawings of the characters from the show, uh, some stuff that might, you know, just, just character designs and stuff. I think that'll be kind of interesting. Uh, we'll plop those on over to Facebook and Twitter, and I really want to update some stuff to Tumblr and Instagram, because I haven't used Tumblr in God knows how long, but uh, yeah, um, I really hope you guys are going to enjoy this. Uh, if you like our show, be sure to give us a rating on iTunes. And that is the most robotic take that I'm going to give of that. <laughs> uh, the way I have this set up, there will be no proper outro. Rather, you're going to be hearing our post-game session because Masks is a game that has a post-game session for each uh, for each game session. And so you'll be able to hear our post-game stuff um, talking about how we pass influence between the characters You'll understand what any of that means when we actually start playing. So, without further ado, here is Spectrum Files, Blank Slate, Episode 1. the Infinite Canvas Podcast. It's the podcast that me and David normally record. <laughs> um, we've, we're being joined today by uh, Donovan Riney uh, and uh, Paul... I had never pronounced your last name before. La Bruyere. I was going to pronounce that incorrectly. I'm so glad you said that for me. <laughs> Is that French? Yes. Huh, cool. Okay, so... Uh, this, and I'm oh, here. Recording this. David's oh, here. Oh, David. David's here, John's here. I didn't introduce my fucking soul. Well, uh, you're talking. You don't have to introduce yourself, but whatever. I know where I stand okay. now. So, uh, we're recording this a little bit early, and by a little bit, I mean a lot, a lot early. Uh, for uh, we're releasing these episodes in the summer, so you these are 
if this sounds kind of weird, it's because of that. But uh, we're going to be playing our uh, Masks campaign. Uh, I've uh, started writing a story, and I'm really kind of hoping to see how uh, these three numbskulls are going to kind of like bring uh, bring their own characters into this world. And I say that because I know them already, and they're not the they're uh, they're they're not the sanest people that I've ever met. Paul and David and Don, you all have something that are that make things difficult for me when it comes to this kind of stuff. I've got wow. a lot of things wrong with my head, John. Uh, I was going to contest that, but actually, fair. <laughs> now you were literally five minutes before we started recording this fucking thing. I was like, "Hey, uh, if, if you guys want to talk to me, the DM, just call me John." Well, somebody here decides to create a character named John, and Paul immediately went, "Oh, I was going to name my character John really quick." <laughs> so you have no room to talk either. And it wasn't me for once. I know it was the nicest person in this podcast. Uh, oh no! So hey, uh, <laughs> oh no! Uh, before I go on, uh, everyone knows about me and David. So, uh, Don, you want to say something about yourself? Along the lines of what? Because I've got a lot of various different things I can <laughs> say about myself. What's the rating for this, by the way? <laughs> this we've sworn all the time. Uh, just don't like if if you talk about your fucking dick or something, then that's that's crosses this line. But <laughs> right, so no that's going in. Into in-depth instruction on medical procedures. No, no, just tell me who you fucking are. Donovan Riney, former Corman, been playing stuff like D and D all my life. Honestly, pretty easy going guy. About how many D and D games have you played? Uh, I've Give been me a playing rough since two point oh. That's the second edition, isn't it? Yes, John. It's it, you can you know that by the number two in front of there, two point That's not true. Kingdom Hearts three is coming out. It's like the eighth game of the series. <laughs> oh, okay, you got me there. Since I was six. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. Uh, me and Donovan have known since each other since high school, and we used to um, work on a lot of comic ideas and just bullshit in general. Uh, Paul, you want to say something a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I'm Paul, and apparently the nicest person in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, uh, haven't done any roleplay in about a year, I want to say. Um, and this is like the exact opposite of my second favorite system, GURPS, so let's see what happens. Love GURPS. You go to work, though, right? Yeah, I have a job. Okay, so you've been role playing for about a year then. <laughs> I've only had it for about, about had it for about half a year. Okay, so there you go. You've been role playing for about half a year. Oh, uh, see, it's it's all it's all perspective. It's all perspective. At work, I'm a really, really, really cranky person, but like in real life, I'm just angry and bitter. Masks: A New Generation is an RPG based on the world of superheroes. Um, it's kind of inspired by shows like Teen Titans and Young Justice. It focuses on creating stories full of uh, just whatever superheroes normally do. But, you know, it, it's kind of fun just considering that... Uh, well, I can't really say that subjectively. We haven't ever played this game, so we're going <laughs> to find out if it's fun or not. Um, each character has a proverbial mask, a persona in where they flaunt around. Even if it's not a literal mask, they all kind of have uh, something they put on, essentially, uh, in the world. Uh, it's, it was created by Magpie Games, 
which is based on the Powered by the Apocalypse game system, which means that the game focuses more on story elements and gives the players much more freedom, i.e. I will never roll any dice, uh, which I guess to some GMs is like, eh. To me, it's it, it kind of lets the players have more freedom, but we're going to find out if that's true or not. Uh, we only need two dice in this game, uh, 2d6. Uh, you can find these in any Monopoly or, uh, Game of, Game of Life uses a fucking wheel. I don't know why I use that as an example. Um, Clue. You can use, uh, Clue dice. Um, alright, so, really quick. Instead of, uh, like, the, the traditional, like, d20 system, when you roll 2d6, if you get a result of 1 to 6, it's considered a, not necessarily a failure, but it's not a good, no, it's not a good oh, number for you. six? Six is still a failure? Yeah, six is oh, still I've a I've been failure. rolling these dice while you were talking. I've been getting nothing but, like, sixes. I don't think I'm going to oh. do good. Guys, I think I'm going to die. You have plus one, but on, like, almost everything. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. I should probably bring that paper out. Give me it. <laughs> Besides, seven is the... the Seven is statistically the best. Uh, not best. Se- te- Twelve is statistically the best number. Okay. Seven, no, is seven is the most common number. Okay, yeah. Statistically, it's the mo- the number that most commonly roll. But in real life, that's not it. It's, just, oh, it's never seven. Seven never rolls. Because <laughs> when every time you want a seven, it never rolls. Plus, True. anyone who's played D anD D will tell you that it is possible to train your dice. No, oh, no. <laughs> train your dice. Anyways, uh, 7 to 9 is a mixed result, which means that you, um, you get something that you wanted to out of your roll, but you also lose something from that roll. And 10 or above is a complete success. So, as an example, if, like, just a really basic example, let's say you want to hit a bad guy, right? Or just hit somebody. You roll 2d6, and if you roll 10 or above, you hit the person, and you control that story for the next couple seconds. Uh, if you rolled a 1 to 6, you basically don't hit the person, and you get decked in the face instead, because maybe you were just too slow, and your opponent gets the upper hand on you, so he kicks you or something. Uh, 7 to 9 would mean that you still get to hit him, but you might hurt yourself in the process. Or you can... I can't think of another uh, way out of that one, but that's basically the gist of that. Uh, a failure doesn't necessarily mean that you fuck up, it just means that I... Get to control the story for the next, uh, for uh, the next part. And I might forgive you for that, but I also might just completely destroy your character. Uh, we have some basic moves. We have, uh, we can get in more in depth on these whenever we actually, um, use them. But, uh, your basic moves are to directly engage a threat. So that's like when you, um, resist or avoid blows or take something from your enemies. So you're actually interacting with your enemies. Uh, you can unleash your powers. Uh, you can comfort or support somebody else. Uh, you can pierce the mask, which is basically just, um, trying to find out what's going on. Uh, you can ask characters what they're planning, or you can ask, um, them what you want them to do. That kind of stuff. Uh, defend is straightforward. You defend somebody. Uh, assess the situation is basically, in D&D terms, it's like a perception check. Uh, but it gets way more in depth because it's not just physical stuff, like environmental stuff. It's more like, um, it can also be like intuition and stuff. It's just like, I, the DM, am kind of like 
letting your character understand what's going on. It's kind of like spot, search, sense, motive, and um, listen, all rolled in one. Yeah, it's basically all that stuff rolled into one. Uh, you can provoke somebody. Uh, you know, the, uh, when you provoke somebody susceptible to your words, they say, uh, say what you're trying to get to them to do in Rule Superior. Uh, you can also take a powerful blow. Uh, so you can, uh, yeah, you can, you can remove yourself from a situation, lose control of yourself and powers in a par- terrible way, etc. If you want to take a powerful blow. I don't think anyone wants to take a powerful blow. Well, that's like if you're about to die. <laughs> if you take a powerful blow, you want to miss. Yes. Alright, your conditions are basically, um, I guess you could say hindrances that you guys have. They're uh, placed upon you by uh, by villains. You have afraid, angry, guilty, hopeless, and insecure. I don't have your uh, playbooks up, but uh, if one of you guys have it up, you guys want to read off the stats so you can, uh, so we can kind of, uh, just say what they are? There's danger, freak, savior, superior, and mundane. Which, most of them are pretty self-explanatory. Uh, for example, my character is the transformed, and he's got plus three freak. Um, it's on a scale of negative two to plus three. I guess since Donovan's already talking, you want to just talk about your character first? Yeah, why not? Um, his hero name is Gremlin. That's what most of the city probably knows him as. But he's actually Dr. Alan Thorne. Um, he's a male. Um, due to his biology, it's, it's impossible to tell what race he is. Um, he has unsettling, unblinking, pupilless eyes. Oh, God. His flesh almost looks kind of fluid, like it shifts a lot, almost like a massive burn scars. And he wears pretty normal clothing for the most part, except for when he's doing the various hero stuff, except for when he's acting as Gremlin. What's he look like as Gremlin? As Gremlin, um, until he fuses with something, he just looks like this little mass of fleshy tissue in a semi-humanoid shape. His powers are technopathy and flesh transmutation. Uh, flesh transmutation of his own flesh or other people's flesh? You and I talked about that a little ways back, John. We agreed that it can work as, um, basically he can fuse with someone else's flesh and kind of control their body. He can do this with animals as well. Or he can fuse with, like, computers, robots, so on and so forth, and use the technopathy with that. He was originally a medical researcher specializing in prosthetics, more specifically the um, back and forth between the prosthetics and the nerves of the actual body. Um, In a lab accident, the testing one of his new potential prosthetics, he ended up becoming Gremlin because it just completely backfired. The only people that are still with him that, um, the people that are helping him understand his new body are the people in his research team that stayed and didn't get freaked out by this. There's only three of them. 
Do you have names for them or no? Um, I know the male is named Carl. I have not named the girls yet. <laughs> um, the reason he doesn't just try to hide himself away is because there's not really much point the way he looks. There's bills to pay, shopping to do. He's just not going to give up life to hide. So he does have three people that he can confide in, essentially. Yes. Does He's still a scientist, right? He still does research yes. and stuff? Yes. His main reason for doing things is so that he can get that um, those research grants. Does he ever talk to other people or just his team? Does do other people know that he's gone uh, that that he's suffered this accident or do uh, or is it assumed that you're dead or do people just know that you or do people just avoid you and you just kind of like hi, uh, pretend to be a recluse? Um, he tends to be a recluse outside of any sort of medical facility. When he's in a medical facility, he's a doctor. I mean, he's going to try to help people there. And that's another thing that uh, you and I agreed on, is that he would be able to use his transmuting flesh to heal physical damage on people. Funnily enough, uh, I didn't mention this to you guys uh, prior, but in this world, uh, I'll explain the world in just a second, but... In this world, um, lots of superpowers are, are available. A lot of different powers exist. The least, the least common power that exists is healing, because I didn't want to create a world in which anyone can be just healed immediately, uh, and that would just overthrow the entire medical system of uh, of like the, of the real world. Yeah, which is part of why you and I agreed that it actually takes up a bit of his own biomass to heal someone. I didn't tell you that's the reason why, but that's the reason why. <laughs> oh, you start off with a few moves, don't you? Yes, I do. Um, the moves I chose in particular are Wish I Could Be, which when I support or comfort someone, I can tell them what I most envy about them and roll my freak score instead of my mundane score, which my mundane's a negative one. I also took Coming For You, which, when I mark a condition, I take plus one against the person I blame for causing. And finally, I took Be The Monster. When I frighten, intimidate, or cow others with my monstrous form, I roll uh, plus three. On a hit, they're thrown off and make themselves vulnerable, or they run away. On a ten or higher, I choose one of the following. On a seven or an, on a seven to nine, I choose two. You frighten others that you had not intended to scare. You hurt someone or break something you shouldn't have. You feel like more of a monster afterwards, mark condition. On a miss, they react with violence, hatred, and paranoia, and I suffer the brunt of it. Do you have anything else to say about Gremlin, or...? Well, I have figured out a voice for him, and he's one of, like, five characters I set, set aside for this. <laughs> oh, uh, you bring that up. Uh, I was going to mention, um, I don't think we're going to be uh, doing this in the first uh, arc campaign thing just considering um this is uh we're gonna find out if we we like doing this or not but uh we agreed that if a character dies um you guys can replace the character with some other character and we'll find a, a reason narratively for them to come in but you can also swap out characters between arcs not during an arc uh if you so choose to with no, with no penalty as long as it makes a narrative sense uh but you know that's that depends entirely on if we make more stuff uh, we'll talk about how you're involved with the team after we know who the rest of the team is. Um, and so if uh, you have nothing else to say, I want to pass it over to Paul, maybe. So 
My character's uh, civilian name is James. I didn't decide on last name because those are hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, John knows that when it comes to naming, we have a lot of issues with that. At least I do in past episodes we've done. So it's all good. So James is a beacon uh, and got their name as a superhero from a, uh, a newspaper journalist who saw him. He is Combat Commando. Oh my god! <laughs> oh good, I wasn't sure if that name was terrible enough. <laughs> is that what your intention was? <laughs> uh, yes, because uh, the mechanic of the beacon is that they have drives. Uh, so you pick four drives, and if you complete all of them, you mark a uh, potential or, or an experience point. Um, and the drives that uh, Combat Commando has are get a new costume, because the current one... Uh, you, you saw the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Best one. Uh, basically as terrible as his first costume. Oh my god! <laughs> the best uh, costume. Get a new hero name, uh, earn the respect of a hero you admire, and reject someone who tells you you shouldn't be here. So the Beacon's whole deal is that uh, they basically have no powers. My character's power is superhuman balance, so uh, they're really hard to knock around or stuff, and like they can recover very well. It doesn't help them dodge or anything. Yeah, he doesn't even know he has it. You're like one of those, uh, uh, what do you call those things? Those punching bag dolls? Uh, oh, I thought you were gonna, like, mention weebles. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> just about to say that. I was about to say weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been an even worse name. The weeble? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I feel like canonically he thought of that, but decided that was too stupid. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and because he didn't choose the name, he got uh, Combat Commando. Oh, uh, by the way, did you make that up, or did you choose, like, a public domain superhero? Uh, I combined the names of two public domain superheroes, and then Googled to make sure they didn't exist. <laughs> uh, I don't want to, like, force a character to do things, but is that what he did? Uh, no, they, they were seen in costume running around by some journalists, and they got the name from them. So this name is, like, public, and people know about it. <laughs> As for moves, uh, I picked... Uh, the beacon only gets two moves. I chose straight-up creeping, which uh, lets me roll mundane when uh, scoping out a person or place. And I get... It's basically a special version of assess the situation. But just for you. Yes. I'm sorry, I was gonna say, the thing is called, uh, what was it called again? Something creeping? Straight up creeping. Uh, straight up creeping. Okay. Period after each word. How does that not sound creepy when you have your hero with the name Commando in there? Kind of sounds like there's a <laughs> underless dude creeping behind people. That's scary. <laughs> he goes all Bruce Willis in the vents. Moving on. <laughs> um, the second move I chose was pretty much a superhero, which uh, lets me roll savior when talking to uh, someone important. 
I get to decide what important means, apparently. And if I succeed, that person has actually heard of me. And they can uh, also say, choose one of the labels that I have that uh, they think apply. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, considering your name showed up in the newspaper. Although, it might have been better for him if it didn't. True. Uh, also, I guess, also the internet. I know that Gremlin's an adult, because he already said he's a doctor and he does research. How old is uh, James? Uh, I was thinking around the range of, like, 17. Uh, so that's, like, what, a senior in high school, I think? Uh, I think or so. Or a junior. You can uh, still be a junior, I think. Yeah, it could be either. It depends on when they were born, or he. Oh, how did you gain your skills? Well, I mean, you can't just say you are a superhero. You have to have training or something, right? Or the self-training? Uh, yeah, we, we talked about this. You could call it self-training. So, uh, he, uh, looked up YouTube videos of, uh, <laughs> other heroes and copied their moves. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason he didn't fall flat on his ass is his superhuman balance. But he just thinks he's really good at martial arts. <laughs> so his fighting style is YouTube. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh my god, that would be amazing on your resume. You put black belt. Like, what are you in a black belt of? YouTube. <laughs> Uh, so what did you, uh, put first on your costume? Um, I didn't think about that. I actually completely disregarded the backstory section. Oh, it's fine. Um, if you want to piggyback off of somebody else's, um, backstory and stuff, that's fine, because right after we introduce everybody, we'll do a little bit of team building. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you know anything else from your backstory, just from that list? That's uh, why try to be a hero is because it's the only place he, like, feels he can be himself. Um, why do I care about the team is kind of hard when I don't know who the last member is. Uh, I'm trying to double check and see if I need anything else from you. Um, this isn't, like, super important, but, you know, uh, I like to kind of know what I see when I kind of see everything going on. I don't know if you mentioned it, uh, do you know what James's uh, ethnicity is? Uh, I think I'm just gonna go with white because I don't think I can pull off playing someone who isn't without, like, saying something terribly wrong. It, it, that is a-okay. Uh, we already discussed that about, uh, another, uh, another, uh, aspect. Right. Uh, and... Oh, uh, what does James dress like, uh, outside of, uh, combat? Uh, modestly, not trying to, like, draw any attention to himself. Okay, it's just normal. Yeah. David, do you want to talk about your character? No. Okay, uh, so moving on, <laughs> we're gonna build a team. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Oh, it's my turn, guys. I like this. Okay, so, my character, um, I've had this character for a very long time, and once John asked us, asked, you know, if he can do this, uh, game of Mask, I saw a great opportunity to use this character who I've had sitting for a long time, you know, in a notebook, whatever. My character's name is Alice, oh, Crap, I feel bad. I just forgot her last name. Kazar. Uh, uh, Allison Kazar. Um, she is a doomed character. And special thing about doomed characters is uh, they're kind of like the magic users of this world. 
and which is why I I loved it. And plus, this character, this type of character, fits so well with the backstory I've given Allison. But okay, uh, Allison, she is uh, can't really set on an age. I want to say about 24, 23, and she's an a uh, Japanese American. Uh, she her dad is American and her mother is uh, Japanese. And um, she, character-wise, she is a loner. Uh, she became, um, she lost her parents in a very young age, both parents, and someone in a young age. Uh, and she's been in the foster care system for a long time. And uh, she was really, she she really didn't fit in any home. So anytime she was adopted. Usually, things wouldn't work out, and she was sent back to the uh, foster care system. And um, so she tends to keep to herself, which good luck, John, trying to give her a reason to be in the team. But she likes doing things on her own, uh, mostly because she she tries to stay away from you know building personal connections with other people because of just past life experience make it really hard for her to do so. Uh, power-wise, uh, some of the abilities I gave her is, uh, telekinesis. Uh, I, I limited what she can do with a lot of this stuff, because while she can use magic, she's not that powerful with it. Uh, so she can do, uh, very small, uh, tricks with her telekinesis power. She also has a me memory manipulation, which, uh, really doesn't affect you know, it doesn't, not in a way that it takes memories away or adds memories. She uses that to give status effects, which I've, I've just talked to John about this. Mostly, like, <clears throat> whenever she wants someone to calm down, she gives them a lot, of, she brings back a lot of those memories of recalling how one feels when they're calm. And also, like, sleepy, she just brings up sleepy thoughts and people kind of makes them, you know, want to fall asleep. And also psychic constructs. <clears throat> Again, just like very small uh, things, energy blasts she can summon up. Um, <clears throat> now, as a Doom character, uh, Doom characters typically don't, you know, live for that long because there's something, you know, going against them. They're fated to die soon, or at least meet an early end. <clears throat> and some of the the doom traits I chose for her, like reasons why, you know, she will die early or lead to her death, is because she likes facing danger alone. Like I said, she doesn't really like to partner up with people, and so she tends to want to do things all by herself because she she doesn't really need people's help or she doesn't believe that she needs people's help. So she'll go out and do things on her own, even though the odds are against her. And also, she tends to show mercy. She does not kill and does not accept other heroes that, well, heroes that kill because she does not see them as heroes. So, if any of y'all two characters kill someone, you're, you're gonna have a very rough day with her. And backstory wise, I don't really want to get into much of it. All I'm gonna say is that she she doesn't really have anyone 
uh, except for a dog named Dragon. And her part-time job is a magician, a street magician. And that's what she does. And during that, during nighttime, she does the whole fighting crime thing. Uh, if you want to picture how she looks like, if anyone has like seen the book The Dance of Blades, Ooh. I kind of base it off the way the character looks like in the cover. Like she it has a good, really long uh, like robe or like uh, coat or cloak over herself. And, um, and, yeah, I think that's it. She just has, like, a cloak over her to hide her face and, you know, hide her moves. Because she's kind of also a hand-to-hand fighter, but she uses a combination of her magic and, you know, fighting to, hand-to-hand fighting in combat situations. So essentially using her psychic constructs as weapons. Somewhat, yes. Like bludgeoning weapons, but they're really just psychic constructs. Somewhat. Because since her okay. magic isn't that strong... I'm going to punch you with my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Mind never matter, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> it's like she'll probably like summon up a construct, you know, of a gauntlet over her hand and, you know, go up and fight. And the thing is, is that she... She tries to leave her personal life, personal, and her hero life, you know, as one thing. And so, no one knows her identity. At least, that's how I had it planned. No one knows her identity. And, well, her hero name, I couldn't choose which... I wanted to do Cloak. But then Marvel has Cloak and Dagger. And so, I was like, maybe Shadow. Because I pictured, like, the same way, like, the hero depicted in the playbook that's kind of what i actually imagine her to look like but i don't want to copy off of that anymore but i it's either her i haven't choose i think i'm gonna go with shadow but i think have you considered have you considered cloaked shadow (laughs) (laughs) i just want like a one word thing but i guess cloaked shadow is not taken from my very quick google search so i don't know okay i I'll, f- I'll go with Cloak Shadow, then. Or, what, hey, let me see if Shadow Cloak works. Uh, I kind of agree with the the one-word name sensibilities. I kind of just wanted to go with just Shadow. Um, I'm pretty sure that is something, but... I, I right, feel like there's so one. many of them, though, that I think... It's- <laughs> True. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> True, but I don't see him as a hero. But, no, yeah. So, mostly, she also uses her magic, uh, her combination of the three magic, the three powers she has, to conceal her face in shadows. So, even if you tried to look under her hood, you wouldn't see anything, you'll just see pitch black. So, she tries to keep her identity hidden as much as possible. Because, again, she wants to leave her personal life in one area and her, you know, hero life in another area. Um, I know we have a, uh, she's a doomed character, so she is destined to be doomed. Um, did we, uh, did you want to, uh, explore that at all, or do you think that we is that something we're going to find out later? Because I think we mentioned, I think we, uh, outside of this, we kind of discussed that it's a secret to her right now. Uh, yes. She does not know she's a doomed, or she's under this classification of doomed. Uh, she just, she just knows that she has powers. Um, 
there is her father was a uh, her father was another uh, magic user, and but her mother does, wasn't. Which is does she know this? Because you said she was uh, this happened at an early age and she went into the foster system. No, yeah, uh, not okay. It wasn't that super early. She okay, she lost her mother first in a freak accident. She doesn't know. She doesn't know her mother. That's the only thing. She she was raised by her dad for for a while. I think up to the age of like ten. And um, then she lost her dad. She knows how she lost her dad. I don't want to say now because I don't know if you'll probably use that later down the line. But Ooh, I know exactly what happened. <laughs> I know exactly what happened. Oh, okay. Paul's character was brainwashed and he killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, John, that's gonna ruin all of my backstory, but okay. Hold on. How old is your character again? <laughs> my character, at the current age she is right now, she's 24. Alright, so that would be. So you're saying I killed her father at the age of three. <laughs> that is correct. Also, uh, everyone, um, that's what my sarcasm sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, she lost her mother first. She doesn't know exactly what happened to her. All she knows is that she she kind of she kind of knows that it had to do something with her dad. And um, but her dad doesn't tell her exactly what happened. All she knows is that her mother died out of a freak accident. And because of her mother's death, that leads to her father's death uh, a couple of years later. Um, and that's mostly why she tends not to want to be around people, because she kind of feels like it's the the whole feeling of everyone you love dies, so she doesn't want to love anybody, because she's scared that they're gonna die. And so that's why she she tends to not to not to want to be around people. She'll as a hero, she doesn't mind helping out, you know, teaming up with a hero here and there. But not to, not have it be like a permanent thing. Uh, all right. So the pieces have been set, and now this is where the fun uh, part starts. We're gonna actually. Are we gonna roll dice? Of... No. Uh... You said we're having <laughs> fun. You uh, what did you roll, David? <laughs> that was to me. We get oh. new character. <laughs> I rolled no, a nine. Yet. No, uh, you got punched in the face. Uh, I roll a twenty. No. <laughs> So uh, in masks, there is uh, three ages. We have the uh, golden age, the silver age, and the bronze. Oh, there's four of them: uh, golden, silver, bronze, and the modern era. Superhumans have basically already existed since antiquity. Sons and daughters of the gods, metahumans that have evolved into a higher form of humanity at an earlier point of history. Ancient aliens hiding amongst human beings. Being a superhuman was something to behold. It made you a legend, a god. However, as culture and religion began to grow, the stigma of being supernatural became too much, and metahumans were cast out from society, branded as witches and demons. Uh, some of them becoming hidden figures, with, pro with other prominent ones being the things of legends, good or bad. People like Morgan Le Fay, Beowulf, Sun Wukong, Gilgamesh, and... God damn it, I, I practiced this so many times. Quetzalcoatlli. <laughs> By the 1930s, story, stories of these characters ended up being regarded as mythology, legends, and fabrications of the imagination. Uh, come 1932, a meteor strikes in Missouri and outspawns an android outcast, uh, an android outcast who goes by the name of Spectros. 
Spectros goes on to become the world's first superhero. After his appearance, aliens like the Draxul, skeletal beings of darkness, powerful sorcerers such as the, uh, such as the zombie, uh, an ethereal undead lord, and other metahumans such as the Atlas Brigade. With rampant monsters and villains running amok, a few but brave heroes emerge and defend humanity. These are known as the Golden Age of Heroes. Silver, Cicada, uh, we also have the Skull, the Earthrunner, the False Prophet, and the Great Spark. They all work together uh, and become the Spectrum. The Spectrum Heroes, also known as the most insular group of superheroes you'll ever meet. We get into the Silver Age. Uh, the expanding roster of metahumans in the world has given rise to both super criminals and superheroes. This is around, I would say, the 60s, 60s and 70s. However, more people use their powers for selfish reasons and have utilized their gifts to overpower weaker humans and create chaos. The arrival of the entire Draxul army have been hunting uh, down Spectros, uh, who brings a threat that none of the other heroes have ever dealt with. Earth becomes a large target for eldritch beings and other cosmic horrors from all over the universe. Heroes begin to have more cosmic and supernatural powers to counteract these new threats. Heroes like Malarius and the Students of Havoc reveal themselves to the world. Uh, this is essentially the advent of reality benders and sorcerers. Bronze Age is around the 80s, I would say. Powers have died off for the most part, uh, because of the uh, fact that a lot of metahumans, they kind of eventually settle down, I guess you could say. Their power levels um, weren't all over the place anymore, and we have uh, just straight up normal uh, superpowers. Like, uh, Mr. I can, my power is balanced. This is where your, uh, your power set essentially comes from, this age. The rampant rise of supers, along with the paranoia from the aftermath of the Silver Age, the US government has required supers to register their powers and abilities to any of the various super organizations. The Spectrum Heroes uh, remains to be the uh, remains to be insular, only letting the best of the best and ignore any lesser heroes. We have other uh, organizations known as uh, such as the Urban Militia, which consists of only mundane. Uh, the Bronze Age is considered the grittiest of eras because anybody could become a superhero as long as they had a gun, essentially. The modern era, the Spectrum uh, has officially dropped its insularity letting all peoples of various powers, races, genders, and sexualities into their ranks. However, the high-ups of the organization still maintain some of their previous rancor and have made it difficult to rise up in the ranks. Uh, the vetting process for heroing has become quite restrictive as of late, and the prospect of heroing has become a dream that many think is easy to obtain. The process is very analogous to the modern day's uh, want of becoming a YouTuber or any kind of online artist. The barrier of entry is so low it has become more difficult to be taken seriously. And that's the context for your universe. So if you guys want to figure out where you guys stand in this world and how you guys know each other. Well, being a doctor, I could easily have had these two for patients at some point or another. You would definitely know about who these two are and their powers. I'm sure Allison hates uh, be, uh, hates seeing people, but, I mean, you have to go to the doctor all the, uh, every once in a while. <laughs> the, yeah, I mean... She doesn't hate seeing people. She just doesn't like. It just tries to avoid teaming up with people or building a personal connection with people. I was thinking I was more likely to have met people while out heroing or something like that. I, one day I see, I see Paul's character having a little bit, little bit of trouble maybe, and I jump in and help out, or maybe the other way around. No, I, I think I'd definitely be the one having trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Quick question. This is going to be very vital. You guys don't have to play along with my rules, uh, but they're going to affect you. Uh, when I say that, it's like you guys don't have to make this decision now, essentially, but 
it is something that is going to you're going to have to deal with uh, one way or another. Uh, are you guys registered in any way as a hero? Any of you guys? It costs money, and I know that one of you guys probably is going to be an issue. Depends. Um, Gremlin is not registered. Uh, that's what I'm going to say. It depends. Do you have to reveal your identity? To an organization, not to the public. Then no. Yeah, that, that'd be a problem with my character as well. Okay, in all honesty, at this point, considering he, considering the, um, lab accident would probably be common knowledge, he'd probably be revealed to a good number of the various organizations. <laughs> yeah, he just hasn't particularly decided on joining any organization or another. When, when do you think the first time you guys ever fought together, the three of you, would be? It's not this episode. It has to have happened prior. Is there a threat we all would have taken on together? It's an all three of us being in the same fight, or just one or, one or the other teaming up with, you know, the other? I want a reason why the three of you team up together. It, it, you know, it's something that maybe you guys feel more comfortable working together in a group, because two of you are technically operating illegally, and the third one of you is, mis- is a... Uh, is a, a gremlin? I mean, you're technically operating illegally, too. Well, at least for... Okay. the At least for me and, me and Paul's character, I can we come up with the reason that probably I teamed up with his character when he first started uh, doing his uh, heroing around. And just... Just to keep him safe, huh? Yeah, just to keep him safe. Because, again, he learned everything from YouTube. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure... That's not how you do things, but when I'm out and about, I don't really make myself notice to him. I probably stick to the shadows a bit, maybe follow him around for a few weeks just to make sure he doesn't, you know, get himself killed. Do you think this is something that uh, Paul, uh, oh, sorry, James fucks up a lot, and you just kind of like, kind of felt feel bad for him, and maybe you stick up for him a little bit more? Uh. <laughs> I think James frequently bites off a little bit more than he can chew. Like, sees five people and be like, "No, nah, I can take them." Like, I, again, like, don't don't make me make your character sound worse because like I want to see the best of all your characters. I would say if Allison ever did come up to him, he she would wait to the last minute. It goes like, because again, she doesn't want to come off as being his guardian angel or you know being his you know. Dux mocking. Yeah, I, like yeah, he wants to like. <laughs> Whenever she comes, it'd be like, hey, you know, get your shit right, and then she leaves. I, I don't know if this is in Allison's uh, MO, but do you think maybe she's offered him the opportunity to work with him? Mm, no. You're making this really difficult for I'm, me, I'm sorry! <laughs> it's just the way they have the character is she, she's not going to want to corner... <laughs> I mean, she, again, she doesn't mind lending the hand, whatever. Uh, if we meet up with... Uh, Don's character. I was gonna say maybe, maybe either during the time where uh, James gets gets his, has one of those moments of wanting to take a bigger bite than what he can handle. Uh, maybe I j- jump in. Maybe I get injured or he gets injured, and we know of this guy that has somewhat of a healing capabilities that doesn't involve us having to go to the doctor or hospital, um, or at least do it under the bucks and. That's how we can get to Don's character. That does work. He becomes our night nurse. Okay. 
plus some sort of um, interruption to his research, if it's like right outside his personal lab, would really, really annoy Gremlin. So maybe we were fighting crime right outside your lab, and you decided to just end it. I just come out, what the hell? <laughs> and that's our first team. This sounds like something maybe that he was uh, fighting a bigger group of people, maybe some thugs involved in some uh, gang turf or something. Maybe some uh, branch of organized crime. Perhaps that, and then uh, we have uh, uh, Allison show up because she realizes that it's too much for you. Mm, yeah. And then there's enough noise and such that it interrupts me working on a prosthetic, and I just... Okay, no, no. This is not working. I am fixing whatever is making all that <laughs> But, uh, we're just gonna kind of go into it. Um... So it's going to be at the medical center. Uh, Alan is there already. He's uh, working on something. Is this uh, with? I feel like maybe this would work more for nighttime. I would say, considering uh, it's probably a school night uh, or it's uh, just normal night for Allison. Oh, I would say. so crap! Wait, yeah, uh, James, you go to school, don't you? You still go to school? Uh, yeah, I, I still go to school. <laughs> I like to see how this plays out. I'm sorry, John. You can no, continue. No, that, I thought that was a character. No, <laughs> go ahead. No, go that ahead. wasn't me. That was just me making no, an no, no, observation. <laughs> I just thought that was weird. I for, I totally forgot that you that the character was eight seventeen. That's a that, uh, that that was perfect. Though. It was like, hey, you still go to school, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, you, are you guys, uh, probably on patrol? Maybe you guys, uh, brought in somebody that, uh, you know, you're responsible enough to not kill somebody, so you bring them to the hospital? So, wait, what, what exactly is taking place here? Right now, you guys are at the hospital. You guys have just brought in somebody who, uh, you guys just kind of had a tussle with, essentially. Uh, he was, uh, kind of causing a bit of a, bit of a problem. Some super strong, punching around stuff, kind of menacingly and just causing uh, chaos. You guys take him down, you bring him to the hospital. Say so he's a Hispanic guy. You guys don't really know who he is exactly. Don't worry, this is going somewhere. Uh... <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Wait, so those two are bringing him to the hospital, or...? They're bringing him to the hospital, and he's got... He's clearly has superpowers. So okay, that's what I was gonna ask you, you. Yeah, they're involving you in this. Is anyone stopping us? Because... We're just out and not registered. Yes, that is very true. You guys probably know the back doorway to see Gremlin. I would say maybe this is not your first time. Wait, so we're you're, we're bringing this villain up to him? Yeah, I mean you're not you're not you're not bad guys. You want? Why am I bringing up this villain? I would just leave him on the front door of the hospital and have <laughs> them take care of it. Call the cops. Done deal. I mean, unless I mean I don't want I, I don't have any reason to take this dude. Unless James wants to bring him up here, um, I for me I'm like, hey, I just want to leave open up in the front doors, and I can call this a night. Get back home, go to bed. Got an early day tomorrow. <laughs> How badly did we hurt him? Uh, if you guys want to go home, that's fine. I still want I still want this guy to go to the Gremlin. I mean, unless uh, James, unless you're gonna talk me into taking him to him. I mean, dude is a bad guy. I mean, I'm not gonna let him die. I brought it, at least I brought him to the hospital. 
they can take care of him and I got more job to do I mean why why should we take him well, well if we take him anywhere we can't just like drop him off at the hospital because people will see us I'll leave a note got a pen on you I mean okay so you guys just beat up you guys just beat up this guy you could just have them take him to my research lab right or you want to just do that yeah, that seems like a good idea. Do you guys all want to be there, or is this going to just be me and Gremlin? I mean, I'll, I'll bring him over to Gremlin. It seems like the safest way to get this guy medical attention without somebody saying, Hey, go register, and also you're in juvie. So, Gremlin, where is the um, where is the research lab? Is it at your house, or is it somewhere else? It wouldn't be too far from the hospital. It would be kind of a place that... Gremlin would rent for this pure purpose of research on medical prosthetics and such like that, but he would have an area for treating patients. Kind of a back alley clinic type deal. Because that's extra money and he's not going to leave money on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say we just bring him, uh, you guys bring him in there, maybe. Um, it's up to you. I don't, I don't know what okay. you guys I mean, if that is what, I mean, if that's what James wants to do and take him to Alan, then I'll, I'll follow along just in case, you know, just to make sure if the dude doesn't, you know, is he like knocked out or is he like... Oh, he's been knocked the fuck out. Okay. Uh, in case he doesn't wake up, I guess. No, you guys think it's weird because you guys didn't hit him that hard. Like, That's the thing. Okay, well then if we, I think it's weird, then I'll, I'll go ahead and tag along just to make sure that in case he doesn't wake up, in case he wakes up, I, I'm there to stop him. So I'll, I'll tag along. So what, you guys knock on the door or actually just go in or what? Do we have a secret code? I w do I have a secret code? It's I a regular door. I'm going to knock three times. Space. Two times. And then three more times. And then I immediately open the door. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you guys to. see You guys see one of the research team coming towards the door when you get there. <laughs> and just seeing you, she just calls out, Dr. Thorne, it's for you and just goes back to her computer. I guess uh we I can we can say we both walk. Is, is there like multiple stories? Nah, it'll be a one story so, deal. Okay, then we well, I guess we'll just walk down to your office. I'm like, hey, we got we got a new one for you. Ah. You guys, what's with the unconscious dude? Yeah, causing problems. Uh, we hoping you would know. Yeah, bring him here. Just gonna set down the prosthetic leg that I was working on. <laughs> um, where do you want us to put him? I don't know. On the gurney. On the gurney. Got it. I plop him on the gurney. I roll to see how good I do it. Got a ten. <laughs> oh my god. Please. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Did you just drop this guy on the floor? <laughs> I pulled to defend. Uh, I got a six for defend. Oh no. Oh no, you guys. <laughs> Alright, everyone, roll to breathe. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's kind of weird. Because as soon as you bring this guy in, 
you guys feel colder. You feel cooler. Okay. Um, when you mean by that is, do we feel like cold being emitted somewhere, or do we just feel, you know, from the inside out coldness, or like cold from the outside affecting us? Outside in, actually. Outside Thank in. You. Thanks for asking. Outside in. Okay. Okay. So the room feels cold. It feels like the room just got colder, but it feels like it came from outside. It feels like outside is cold, and now you're feeling it. And this is summer. I want to. I want to know if I if I had a like a nickname I'll give to Alan. Like his uh, name is <laughs> Carl. Did you Carl? mess the AC again? <laughs> Actually, sir, uh, that doesn't seem like it's coming from us. That's coming from outside. Oh, great. You two mind checking on what it is while I figure out what's going on with this guy. Uh, sure, I'll send you up for one more. <sighs> this this whole partnership thing. It's not gonna be a thing, okay? I'm, I'm just, you know, I can't be saving you, you know, your butt every single time on this. You've done it enough. I'm sure you'll come around. Let's go. I, I do things on my own, okay? Now I'm, I'm gonna walk in the same direction you're going. Doesn't mean we're partnering up. Right, I, I'm running out. <laughs> just mm-hmm. keep the kid from dying, Allie. <laughs> All right, so you're going out the door. Yeah, I'm heading towards the cold. I follow behind him. Like, five steps behind him. I'm going to do my thing and diagnose this guy. You guys are pushed back into the room by a gust of air. Um, I, I, I turn, and like, Hey, Robo, do you have another dude in here? Uh, I try to push my hand out the door to see if my hand gets pushed back. Uh, your hand immediately does not get pushed back, but you do feel something, feel air pushing down towards it. Hmm. And it feels a lot colder than it did when you... Order. Make sure that I make sure that the guy is stable, and then go out to the lobby where they are. Tell my research assistants to go into the safe room. Do you typically have more? Uh, do you typically have people like other powered people here, or do you try not to have any? Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, we usually uh, we only by default as a protocol, we only ever have one uh, one super powered individual inside the building at a time, not including Gremlin. I, I do apologize, Doctor Thorne. Uh, I meant to say, Dr. Thorne, we only ever have one superpowered individual inside the building at any one given time to make sure that there are no threats. Um, however, that doesn't seem like it's from anybody in here. It sounds like it's from somebody outside. Yeah, the insurance reps are gonna have a heyday with this. A window, or can I, like, look outside and try to... What is it, assess the situation, or use special power? Yes, but I'm... Uh, I was trying not to say assess the situation, because that's the, the general thing in these systems. I do apologize. forgot about that. We're not supposed to say the power stuff. We're supposed to just do it, and then... Oh, I don't think I'm going to be good at this. So let's roll that. Uh, none of these questions even look useful here. Uh, oh, that's a 12! Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, you get to ask, what, is it two questions? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm going to go with what here can I use to get outside? Well, because we can't leave, right? Wait, we keep getting pushed back in. You get, you keep getting pushed back in. What can I use to, like, actually make it outside? Because most of these actually are, like, fighting and stuff, so it's like, they don't actually seem that useful. I mean, if you want to ask me another question, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, as long as it makes sense. Uh, the second question is probably going to be, like, what here is in the greatest danger? Because it seems the most applicable. I think it's us. It's actually the guy you brought in. Oh, we 
should check on him. So, so do I just get, like, a bad feeling about him when I, like, look around? Well, no, your qu- your question was, what here is in the greatest danger? Whatever's out there isn't looking for you. Hmm. So do you communicate this to us, or...? I'm not sure how it communicates. Like, hey, uh, do you guys recognize the guy we brought in? Maybe we should, uh, bring him to the safe room, too. <sighs> What did I get for the diagnosis on the guy? Uh, he seems to be, um, under the influence of... You're, you're not going to believe this. Uh, he's under the influence of null material. That's the same stuff they use in null shots. They're, um, I, I do apologize. I'm about to explain something like it makes it sound like you guys have never fucking heard about this, but this is common knowledge in your world. There, uh, he seems to be under the influence of a material that normally, when used on a metahuman, negates their abilities. And it kind of it makes them a little bit stronger. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. But you're not supposed to consume that shit. It's not supposed to go in your body. It's supposed to stay outside. So, uh, yeah, it, it seems to have some sort of weird, it sort, seemed to have some sort of weird psycho, psychotropic effect on him. Maybe made him go crazy or insane or something and just made him go batshit, uh, you know, breaking shit. Uh, he's passed out now, whatever it is subsided, and we got it out of his system. I was about to ask, am I able to get it out of him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 we're, 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 we're researchers. We're, 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 we're pretty smart. We, we, we know how to deal with this shit. Did <sighs> we get it out of him? So you two brought me a guy who was hopped up on no. Okay, it, uh, is that you said that you guys are free to ask me of common knowledge like this? I guess. Just by the way, is is that a typical drug people do? It's not supposed to. It's be not a supposed drug. to be a That's drug. That's the thing. No, it's like drinking bullets. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which, I mean, there are some metas out there that can do that. <laughs> but I don't think he's... So we brought you a dude who's very risky and try to see if he can get high on something? Why, why would someone have that in their system? Uh, not quite sure. I mean, we we never really hear about this. This People really haven't ever tried putting Null into people's bodies ever since, well, <laughs> when it was discovered. And we kind of figured out very quickly you're not supposed to do that. It's really weird because... When Null enters a human body, it immediately is rejected. So the very fact that he had it in his system for as long as he had it in him, it doesn't make any sense. Unless it was an experiment. That is actually, a, you know, that's actually a pretty fair point. Maybe it was an experiment. As you guys hear this, uh, because the thing that's outside is obviously not waiting for you guys to just talk around. You guys actually smell something. It's kind of unusual. It smells kind of like Skittles. I close off my nose. <laughs> you close off your fucking nose? <laughs> yes. I am not risking a gas attack right now. I'm getting a little hungry now, guys. Wait, is it a smoke? Or is it, like, invisible gas? You guys see a smoke coming inside the building. Janet, Columbia, get that guy to the safe room. Okay, we're going, sir. They take him out. Can I use my psychic construct to... Build like a small mask in front of me and James. Sure. Do you want to build like two little masks, or do you want to? Yeah, build, like... I I go up to him and just like not really hard, but like smack him in the mouth to create like a little mask. <laughs> All right, I'm going to the door and assessing the situation. So that is an eight. You get to ask one question. What here is the biggest threat? You can't visibly see the threat, but you do notice that the that the smoke that's coming in to the building seems to be. 
casting a larger shadow than Gas is capable of casting on a normal occasion. Almost like the, like the gas, the smoke, is solid in some way, but floating. You can tell that the that the Skittles smell is coming from that smoke. I turn and tell the other two to stay, watch the room, I'll be back. And I try to walk out. You probably don't want to do that. I turn around, I got this, and I try to walk out. It's weird because of the fact that it's it doesn't push you back in anymore. Uh, but the moment that you step outside, you, you hear a gunshot. And something shot right next to your foot. What's been left behind is a little puddle of null. Right. I'm going to start fusing with the equipment I have in my office. That was a gun. Stop right there. Wait, hold on. That wasn't the voice I had. Hey, stop right there. Um, is it to me? Yeah, it's to you. I, 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 I just wrap myself in my cloak. And uh, I, I'm just standing there, just like wrapping myself in my cloak. And I turn to the voice. What are y'all doing? Better hmm? question is, what are you doing? You're the one that shot at me. Was you, right? Yeah, no, that was me. That was me. Yeah, that's that's great and all, but uh, I'll be straight with you. We're here for the guy you just stole from I'm us. I'm sorry, stole? Yeah, you stole him from, from us. From what I remember, I saw a dude causing havoc, and I took him out. Wherein yeah. that is us stealing anything. That's because he was ours. He wasn't yours to well, take. If he's yours, I have a good question for you. What did you do to the dude? What did we do to him? <laughs> yeah. What did you do to the dude? Uh, we didn't do anything to him. You didn't see he was hopped up on no Yeah, and from what I've learned in there, that's not something people do. So what did you do to him? Uh, we're just trying to take him out. Like, we're not trying to... Here's the thing. We don't know how he ended up like that. We just know we, we're trying to take him out. I'm, while I'm doing this, can I... Is there a way I can, like, give, like, a little hand signal to the dude... To someone in the room... To see if they can, like, find a way to, like, flank him or something? Real quick, I rolled a 13 for unleashing my powers for fusing with that equipment. Oh, would I have to roll for that? Yeah, at best, I think that might be provoke someone. Okay, yeah, uh, do provoke someone. It's, uh, plus superior. Plus superior. No, oh, gosh. I think you still get the point across even if you fail. Yeah, but I don't want him to notice. What did you roll? Did you roll? No, I haven't rolled. I, look, I, I have a minus one to that. And I've been rolling sixes. Son of a gun! No! <laughs> um, with my minus, I got a one. <laughs> hey, I'm not a team player. I don't really know how to do this. <laughs> okay. Uh, he notices that you're doing that. Hey, um, what are you doing over there? Uh, is there another exit? Uh, ask Gremlin. This is his building. Oh, there's a, uh, back door, too. Maybe we can... I don't... I kind of don't have the key. That's the people who actually own the building. Wait, we need to unlock the back door to get out? As I, after I come out of my office as a, like, humanoid amalgamation of medical equipment and prosthetics. You want to give me nightmares? It's <laughs> 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 like, hold up. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, by the way, that smoke that was inside the building, is anybody, is anybody still near it? Uh, I assume I'm, like, near a factor. Thorne? Yeah, Dr. Thorne's office right now, talking about potential exits. Alright, uh, so you guys are inside of Dr. Thorne's office, and Allison is still outside. Clearly, you're not letting us in, so, uh, goodbye, I guess? I mean, I'm not- this ain't gonna kill you, but if he shoots you. I'm heading outside at this point, by the way. Here's the thing. Allison is being shot at this very moment. Do you think that you really want to barge out there and, uh, get in the way- like, push her into the gunshot, or do you want to wait? 
Uh, I was gonna take the back door and go around. If she's, like, just on the other side of the door, then I'm going to be waiting for her to move. But they would probably see my silhouette over her. Okay, is the room... Is there any way... Like, is there, like, any way you can get advantage or, like, disadvantage in this? Uh, you can spend team if someone helps you to add plus one to a roll. Oh, because the reason I covered my... Oh, wait, is, is this, like... Is the hallway or wherever, wherever we are, is that, like, well lit? You know what? I'm going to defend to, um, push Allison out of the way of the shot. So it's plus savior, which I have a zero to. And I rolled a seven, so... Expose yourself. Retribution or judgment. Well, pushing her out of the way would expose me. But I'm kind of covered in medical equipment at the time, so I'm probably not too worried about that. So Allison basically is, uh, it, it gets out of the way, and uh, I'll let you choose. What gets shot? Yeah, one of the various prosthetics I fused with. As it does that, when the null touches the prosthetic itself, the moment that the null touches any part of your skin, the skin is forcibly ripped off that prosthetic. Wait, did I feel anything when... Because you said when he very first shot, it landed on my on my leg or on my foot. Did I feel anything? No, no, no. That that landed next to you as a warning shot the first time. The second time, he was aiming at you and Gremlin got in the way to defend. Hey, so is there still smoke? I, I, I want to look around to see if there is still smoke inside. Yeah, there's still smoke inside. It's actually a ring and it's kind of going around in a circle. And it's, uh, it's, it's weird because it's trying to... It, it's trying to... Find you, I guess you could say? I want to pick up, like, a chair or something and scoot it into the ring. The ring grabs the chair. Are you still holding onto the chair? Uh, as soon as I feel a tug, I am not holding that anymore. Yeah, it, it grabs the chair and it, uh, it, uh... <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> it, yeah, it grabs the chair. It tries to, it thro it tries to throw it back at you. Uh, the smoke just threw a chair at me, guys. Allie, do you mind taking care of that? I was taking care of this before you got in my way. I aim an oxygen canister at the guy, and while unfusing, I just rip the um, top bolt right out of it. Alright, so you're directly engaging a threat at this point. Also using Be the Monster for intimidation, because it basically looks like I'm just throwing a piece of myself at him at this point. So I've got two things to roll. For the attack first, be the monster is for the intimidation. No, no, roll, roll, roll intimidation first, because it feels more organic to do intimidation first. Right, so 14, I hurt someone or break something I shouldn't have, is what I'm going to choose for that. On a hit, they're thrown off and make themselves vulnerable to but on a tenor up, I choose one between several things. Which one do you choose? Um, I was going to choose I hurt someone or break something I shouldn't have. Honestly, that tank probably just went into, went through someone's heart. <laughs> From the distance, you just hear, MOTHERFUCKER! Um, he is thrown off and makes himself vulnerable to me. Or flees. That's up to you. <laughs> so he, uh, he's up in a tree, so I'm gonna think he's literally thrown off. As he, he's not, he's not, in, he's not incapacitated. He falls off the tree, and as he falls, a flock of crows come underneath of him and grab him and just let him, and uh, land him on the ground essentially. And he just goes, "What the fuck was that?" I've got three more of those. <clears throat> okay. Uh, you're still trying to attack him, though, aren't you? Or yeah, for the attack itself too. I've got a roll. That is an eight. 
Alright, so let's say you scrape him. When that when you intimidated him, let's say that when he fell, he did get hurt. So that's the eight. He still got he still got hurt. He's not exactly um, damaged 100%, but you did rattle him. He is afraid right now. And I am advancing on him. I, I, I can't take this faith, Lord! While he's doing that, can I run back into the room? When you do, you see me. Do, do you know where the fire extinguisher is? Okay, I, I guess I run in there and be like, uh, no, but what is this about something throwing a chair at you? It, yeah, the I put a chair in the ring and it threw it back at me. So, uh, I just, I think if we use a fire extinguisher, we can just get rid of it, right? I mean, it's not fire, but, right? It's, it's just a, sm- a, a, a ring of smoke, right? Yeah, it's it's a ring of smoke. Uh, it grabbed a fucking chair, uh, but it's a ring of smoke. Okay. Oh, I go. Wait, I got something better. And can it, with a combination of like my psychic construct and my telekinesis, can I use my like my cloak as a a fan and try to see if I can like dissipate the smoke? Would it would it be unleash unleash your power? Uh, I would say so because this thing is fighting back. Yeah, I get plus two. Oh no. Four six. Yeah, the ring. Uh, the ring approaches you. It's actually not that fast, surprisingly enough. It's still, but it is still going after you. It the it seems to be getting slower, actually. Alright, so uh, hey Doc, where's the fire extinguisher? I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which oh, one? God. <laughs> Anyone. <laughs> I'm like, you cannot tell me in this big building you only have one fire extinguisher. Uh, quick question. Uh, you said there was a back room, right? Yes, there is a bathroom. Uh, it, did you say back room or bathroom? There is a bathroom, there is a back room as well, yes. Where is the back room? In the back? God damn it, Paul! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lobby. Then there's a central hallway. There's one door on the left, two doors on the right. The second door on the right from the front door is the back room. Kind of the storage room. I don't know, can anybody see that room or no? Um, if they're in the hallway, they can see the door of the room. If the room is open, they can see into it a bit. Are you in the hallway, guys? Uh, I think we're in the lobby, right? Uh, yeah, I ran back into it. But we should be able to see that fire extinguisher. I was in the hallway, I ran back into the the room. You guys are free to take it if you want. Uh, I tell James, go get the, get the thing. I'll try to keep him occupied for a bit. And I try to put, like, psychic fields up or something. Alright, so I'm gonna... Go run and grab the fire extinguisher and, I guess, spray the ring as best I can. Yeah, the ring is dampened and it disintegrates. It, no, this, it dissipates. It kind of just pops away. I don't know, do you feel glad that you did that or...? Uh, well, it was menacing, so, yeah, I don't like being menaced by smoke. If you guys can't see the uh, back room. You guys do actually hear it at this point. Uh, you do hear that it has been... the door has been ripped off. From the back? Yes, the back room that's in the back. 
Okay. The back room. <laughs> Just want to make sure this is in the back, right? The room that is located in the back, which is known as the back room. Not the room used to store backs. The back room. <laughs> you guys are the worst. This guy screws up my supplies, I'm gonna be annoyed. The back room's door is ripped off its hinges, and you guys uh, you guys actually uh, feel a gush of cold air sw uh, sweep through from that door. And you hear from, uh, from coming in through the door, Okay guys, we've had enough of these games, just bring us the dude and we'll, we're gonna leave. Why, why do you want the dude so bad? Who said that? Uh... Where are you? No, no one said that. Nobody here but us ducks. Oh! Uh, Quack! Oh, I am not falling for that. Alright, is he standing in the hallway, I guess? Uh, yeah, he's standing in the hallway. Uh, do you want to peek out and see if maybe you can see him? Or are you guys in the hallway Okay, also? uh, I walk out, I guess, and I tell him, I'm asking that. Uh, okay, so this guy you guys see, he is a, uh, he's a teenager, he's Hispanic, he's kind of scraggly, I guess you could say, he's got a scraggly beard, uh, with patches of random, uh, with random patches of skin, like, he hasn't really fully been able to grow a beard. He still tries it, though. Uh, he has a septum nose piercing, and for whatever reason, he has tattoos, even though he's really young. Uh, he's obviously not 18, so it's kind of weird that he has tattoos uh, for a boy his age. Uh, he has short black hair, and he has a tint of dark green in the front. He has a low-cut v-neck and baggy cargo shorts. And uh, next to him is a, uh, is a uh, young, uh, chubby black girl. She appears to be slightly taller than him, with thick uh, black curly hair ending in a light blue, and wears a thick bright red sweater with white fur on the ends. She's not as chipper as the other guy, she seems a little bit scared. Are they about the same age? They're about the same age. These All three of these guys are teenagers, and the other guy, he's uh, wearing uh, like a suit, uh, just a regular old like, suit blazer. He's uh, about the same, uh, he's, he's about the same age as them also. He's clean-shaven. He seems really neat. Okay, so... I, I'm really hoping I don't have to explain this to you guys again. Uh, where are you hiding the dude? Uh, he's in the safe room, right? Oh, thanks! I don't think that was in character, John. Oh, I'm sorry. I was asking a question in character! Out of character, neither of you two knows where the safe room is. Oh, sorry, I did not realize that was in character. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> like, literally the only reason Dr. Thorne keeps a safe room is because his researchers are normal people. <laughs> so, I'm assuming that uh, James and Allison know where the safe room is, or no? No. Uh, I want to retcon something. I do not tell them that he is in the safe room. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, alright. Okay, so they look like little kids, like they're teenagers. They are teenagers. They are about... They're a little bit younger than... Uh, they're a little bit younger than James, but... Not that much younger. Uh, I guess, um, do y'all even know what y'all getting, getting yourself into? Shouldn't y'all be in bed getting ready for school? Y'all just little kids. How about y'all get going? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you really asking me that? You're definitely not a registered hero. I'm pretty sure last time I checked. I don't have to be registered to be a hero. Uh, you kinda do, actually. Yeah, if you're, if you're not registered, it, it's kind of illegal to be a superhero, so... You guys should probably go back home. Like, you guys are saying that 
we shouldn't be here, but legally speaking, you shouldn't either. Okay, but who just, like, ripped the door off of a place? Oh, dude, that was me. <laughs> that was sick, wasn't it? And also property damage. Uh, yeah, um... See, the thing is, um... We're kind of new at this, so, uh... Yeah, oh, I can um, tell. Uh, yeah, that's actually kind of a neat thing about working with Spectrum. It's that you guys can actually uh, get a little bit of legal help from doing shit like this. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, totally, we're allowed to do whatever the fuck we want, and like we won't even get in trouble as long as we do our mission. So, we're good. I don't think that that's a good attitude to have as a hero. I'm sorry, where's, where, where's your card? Oh, I'm sorry, do you have one? I have my personal reasons for not signing on. Okay, okay, that's cool. So, um, we're just gonna take them. Uh, where, where'd you put them? I need to, I need to find out. Uh, we don't really have all night. So, uh, where is the dude? We don't have all day. Oh, cool, we can look for the tired person to find out who they are. So, uh, that's just like an aside mark to Alice. Alice. <laughs> Um, I tell them, y'all little kids, you need to go back to your little clubhouse, your little team, um, because I'm starting to get annoyed with y'all. I, literally, do they make any little kids be heroes these days? I mean, god. Technically, we're under special treatment, but I guess you could say that, um, it really doesn't matter, uh, just because we're protected under the law. Uh, really, really having too much of this right now. Uh, I'm just gonna go, um, hey, uh, I have a quick question for you. Oh god, please don't. No, no, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, it's gonna be really cool. What's your favorite holiday, guys? A joke? Halloween? Shh, shh, shh. No, 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 I got this, I got this. What? No, please don't do this. Don't, uh, don't play with them. Uh, they, they asked a question that isn't about kidnapping someone. No, I, I just, great punchline. Believe me, it's gonna be great punchline. Shadow dude, shadow lady, what's your favorite holiday? And it's probably Halloween, but I just want to know what's your favorite holiday. Come on. I'm not going to answer you. Okay, cool. I'm going to just ignore that you're not playing along. This is not a game. I'm sorry. Did you say Christmas? I did not say Christmas. Merry Christmas. No, no one said Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, God. No, no one said that. Oh, God, please don't. Do the thing. I don't want to, though. Come on. I said Merry Christmas. You're supposed to do the thing. You're... God, come on. We... This is your code name. You're supposed to do the thing. I don't like my code name. Fine, <laughs> whatever. Just blast them. And she, uh, the girl who has been referred to as Merry Christmas, uh, shoots a beam of ice at Allison. Um, no. Uh, aren't you supposed to respond to that? Did <laughs> <laughs> you just say no? <laughs> <laughs> what um, do you do? <laughs> I mean, do I? Can I? Can I use my? Psychic construct to create a barrier or something to defend. Uh, can you defend yourself? Is that a it's a to uh, defend someone or something from an that's someone or something threat. else. Am I? I'm a. I'm a something. Well, because if it goes through me, it's also gonna hit a Don character, isn't it? Because we're standing right behind him. Don, are y'all even on the same side of the? Okay, so they're in the hall, and you're by the door. Is that anywhere near that? Um, I'm heading. To I was heading towards the guy that I had just launched a oxygen tank at. Okay, so you're outside. Yeah. Okay, no, Don's fine. 
Yeah, I think we're both by the hallway. Okay, can I cast can I cast a shield in the form to both protect me and James? Sure. I'll oh all that. You wanna protect the both of you? Yeah, since he's standing next to me. Yeah, it'll affect him also if if you dodge out of the way. I don't like this. Uh I guess I could try to defend you. What are you gonna do? I I, I don't know. Tackle her out of the way. Don't. I I'm gonna. F- I I don't want you to get hurt. That's the thing. No, no, it'll be fine. Unless, I mean, unless you. I'm casting the psychic barrier thing. Heat of the moment thing. I'm rolling it. Oh, I rolled it first. Fine. Awesome. Uh, see, that's plus savior, so that's a one. That's a four. That's a nine. Uh, you expose yourself to danger and or escalate the situation, but you still protect. Um, uh, James. so I still get hit then. You still expose? Yeah, you're still exposed. Okay. So my she my psych I wasn't fat. I did not react fast enough. So my psychic barrier construct didn't cover the whole hallway. So protecting James hits me a bit, I guess. It seems to be that you still somehow dampened the blow with the shield. So, Allison, are you going to be knocked back, or are you just standing there, uh, taking the hit? Um, if if that wasn't that big of a hit, I'll, I'll keep, I'll just stand there. And can I use my memory manipulation to cause fear into the girl that shot it? At me? Oh, go ahead. I got seven. I, I just wanted to recall every every any kind of memory that causes her fear, so she can. It's, it's like I want to cast fear on her, but I want to use her memories to do so. All right, I'm gonna say since this is seven, you can still get that to an extent, but you don't like incapacitate her. She's just kind of riled up. Her her ice powers don't do as much damage to you guys. She's just kind of. Rattled. You can see her kind of shaking a little bit, but she does. Re- she does recall something. Actually, no. She'll say something out loud really quick. Kind of curl up for a second. And she's just like, "No, not again. I don't. I don't. I don't want. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to do this again anymore. Please." And the guy standing next to her is just like, "Hey, you're, you're fine. We're gonna get through this. Just what the fuck do you do?" To Same her? thing I'm gonna do to you. I'd like to see you try. <laughs> is that permission? As he does that, as he as he says that, he uh, moves his hand off to the side like he's dusting off a jacket, but he clearly does not wear a jacket. And he puts his hand on what you you think he's moving it towards his holster, but he actually grabs a vape. Uh, huh. And uh, yeah, he holds it up to his mouth. I kind of want to run at him now. All right, you're directly engaging the threat. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna try and drop kick him. <laughs> <laughs> And as I run, I'm gonna be like, to be fair, you attacked us first. <laughs> Alright, so I have a danger of zero. Or, no, I have a danger of negative one. Alright, so I'm rolling a four. Oh, Total. God. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, as, he, as you run towards him, he kind of just scoots out of the way, and he takes a really big puff. And he holds it for a second, and he lets out a, a ring. And he lets out another ring, and another one, and another one. And these rings move towards you, James, and they latch onto you, and you've been detained. Right, like I cannot move anymore? You cannot move right now. So Tony is, uh... Oh shit, it says Nick. So the dude is, uh, standing in front of... Is, is standing by the tree, and he's just shaking. And he's just like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, 
freaky monster man is uh, looking down at me. Uh, uh, Vape Lord, what's going on down there? And he's talking to a little intercom in his ear. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. Uh, oh no, I'm listening. Are you guys part of any of the major groups or anything like that? Uh, yeah, the tippity top, the spectrum. They suck. Okay, they take anyone, but anyway. <laughs> Why didn't you just, uh, I don't know, tell us instead of attacking us? Uh, uh if, if you don't mind me telling. We, uh, we like a challenge, uh, but, uh, this is, uh, starting to get a little freaky here. So, um, we, we just didn't want, well, here's the thing. We, we assumed you were bad guys because you took the dude. And, uh, I'm talking to a monster, so, uh, yeah, you're not really helping your case there, buddy. <sighs> okay. Cry it out loud. Spectrum knows who I am. They know my address. They know the address of my clinic. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, they know that. I don't know that. So you don't even call to find out the information of where your quarry's been taken? I... Okay, I don't know if you know this. I'm new with this. Uh, I'm not really the best. Okay. I gotta admit, that crow's thing... Pretty entertaining. Pretty interesting. Now, if you guys had just told us that this guy was a criminal that you guys were supposed to be taking in for Spectrum, I am a medical professional. After treating the wounds, we turn people over to the cops or the authorities. Okay, okay. Hear me out. I call up my buddies. You just let me take the dude. Out of curiosity, what'd he do? What'd he do? <laughs> you didn't you didn't hear? I'm, I'm surprised your friends didn't say anything. He was trashing the place downtown. In my defense, I was never told. Those two came in with an injured guy. Also, are those null bullets? Yeah, they give us these... Well, we're borrowing them. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have we have null shots. Yeah. So I take it the insurance claims for any damages to my place will be covered by Spectrum. Um... You're going to have to ask Vape Lord for that? I'm not really sure how insurance works. <sighs> okay. Hey, I have a question for you, Mr. Science Guy. Come inside. Holster your weapon. Come inside. We'll talk this out. Okay, okay. Weapons down. Weapons down. Uh, he, uh, puts, he puts his, uh, he puts it down, and you actually notice that he had a crowbar in his hand this whole time? He puts it in his other holster. He, uh, walks up. I don't know if he's up. Is the door upstairs or downstairs? Oh, the door's like up two steps to get into the front door. <laughs> I have been imagining this this whole time on the second floor. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's the first question I asked when we came in. Is it most of us floors? Uh, yeah, so he walks in, and uh, I'm assuming this is taking place at uh, the same time as the other guys. So, you guys, uh, Gremlin, do you power down or you stay the same? Um, I'm going to be. Um, after getting everyone to calm down, going into my office and just taking off the equipment and putting it where it goes. On my way back in, I actually picked up the prosthetic arm that he shot off. So do you guys, like, walk in as I completely love the dropkick or something? Yeah, at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, uh, guys, call it off. Call it off. They, they, they're listening to reason now. Stop trashing my place. Barry kind of powers down. She's just like, okay. And, uh, Vapor just, um, he's holding, uh, he's holding on to, uh, James an inch above the ground and lets go of the smoke and just, um, I, we literally just gonna let these guys come in? Yeah, um, <sighs> uh, are you? Or are we gonna tussle again? Cause, uh. Okay. Everybody calm the hell down. No, he shot at me. Allie. For no reason. 
Ah, uh, no, there was a reason. You weren't listening to me. I did not do anything. She's You're... locked outside. You two took a criminal to a place. They thought you were with him. Yeah, if they were any good heroes, they would have seen that me and James are fighting him. So, common sense would, would logically make that we are not villains. Anyway, which one of you two is big for? Uh, uh, dude, that's me. Uh, yeah, that that's me, all right. Wait, your name is Vaporboard? Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, here's the thing. So when we when we, I, I do apologize for breaking your little moment here. You're you're already agreeing with us. So we're taking the dude. It's all cool. Whoa, when whoa, we started whoa, whoa, whoa. this little, yes, you said you're taking him. Yeah, I'm taking him. Hey, dude, I just want to explain like. My, my cool-ass nickname. Well, judging by the smoke rings that were holding him up, and the fact that you're holding a vape pen, I'm guessing you control the mist that it produces. Uh, yeah, I can control any, uh, smoke and turn it into a semi-solid. Useful. Yeah, uh, I can do it with any kind of smoke, but just carry this in just in case, because, you know, smoke's usually not around. It's just kind of useful, but whatever. Also, can't lose that sweet, skittly smell. I am still on the ground, like, laughing, and I'm like, wheezing out, It's worse than my name! <laughs> Alright, everyone, come on into my office, take a seat, let me put all my stuff away. Hey, hey, at least your name can't be any worse than mine. Did you even check for any identifications on these guys? On us? You guys got your cards? Yeah, uh, we, we, uh, yeah, we got our cards right here. And they show you their cards, you see, uh, Tony Maloney, aka Crowbar, Jesus Nash, A.K.A. Vape Lord, and uh, Mary Adams, A.K.A. Merry Christmas. I'm going to do assess the situation to make sure I can tell that they're real. It's like they let anyone these days be heroes. That's a nine. Yeah, they're real. This is the this is the real deal. Uh, hey, Mr. Science Guy, I just want to ask you something really quick. Uh, uh, Professor Freak. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it Doctor? While I'm while I'm doing things, I'm Gremlin. My official na- my actual name is Doctor Thor. Ah. Cool. Uh, quick question. Uh, if this is about science guy, how come you didn't recognize the guy that was in your lab that you were testing on? I am not affiliated with any of the major groups. I don't have access to the spreadsheets and such that you guys do. I just get a patient, treat a patient. No, I mean, it's just kind of weird that you didn't recognize Dr. Uh... Fuck, I forgot his Doctor, name. Doctor, fuck, I forgot his Dr. name? Spi- no. Sh- sh- what Dr. kind of name is uh, that? So- uh, like, James, names are hard. Uh, Dr. Spite. I'm surprised you didn't recognize Dr. Spite. I don't really get out much. Uh, you'll see in a moment why. I go into my office, start taking off the equipment, putting it where it goes, and then put and then put my lab coat back on. Um, I don't get it. Are we supposed to know who this dude is? Quick, quick question. Um, uh, what's... what's- the dude in the weird, like, Halloween costume. You, kid. What? Um, what's, what school do you go to? Uh, hi, high school. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> high school. <laughs> nice. Uh, Wait, your <laughs> school's name is high school high school? <laughs> <laughs> is this a goober? Okay, Gremlin face palms, his hand melting into his head. Oh, jeez! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just assumed that... Okay, I, I don't... Oh, 
okay, that was weird. Um, yeah, I was, sorry. Uh, well, I just assumed that you you might have gone to the same school as us. Uh, but uh, yeah, last week I I walk up to Grim and they're like, hey, that little B word there hit me pretty pretty hard with an ice beam. You think you can fix me up a bit? Oh yeah. Uh, give me. Well, show me the injury real quick. Uh, show him my arm. I guess I have, like, some frostburn. Oh, that's not too bad. Here. Awesome. Once it's done, I'm holding the chunk of frostbitten flesh. Don't eat that. Yeah, uh, no, I was just asking because I thought that Dr. Spite was a, uh, very well-known person, but I guess he's not. As you guys hear that, her say that, you actually hear, uh, a shriek from the safe room. Is this safe room? Does it have, like, thick walls? It would be able to hear someone scream from outside. Uh, you guys hear a scream. Right, so Gremlin's opening the door, which is part of the floor. So he literally just opens up part of the floor. Yeah, so that's where it is. Out from the room, uh, runs out the man that you guys, uh, that you guys brought in, and he is freaking out. He doesn't seem to be under the influence of the null, but he does seem rather semi-lucid, I guess you could say. And he's just <sighs> can I use my memory manipulation to cause to have him calm down go ahead and do that I don't think it's gonna be an issue calming thoughts and he uh he's okay <sighs> alright they're still in there what they're they're still in there they're, they're, they're... I, I, I could make it out but the others, they're still in there. And he's hes crying. This is the guy that they brought in to me. Mm-hmm. Still in there? Um, I'm going down and checking on my research assistants. As you, as you go down there, you see three research assistants. And... Zombies, 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 zombies. They zombies. are looking at you with their heads tilted. And you hear... Right, going back out and closing the door. Um, what's what's wrong? What's down there? They're uh, under the influence. Like that's that's all I can legally tell you. Under the influence of what? Uh, no. How did they become under the influence of no? The null I removed from you is right there on my desk. Maybe it was that gun boy down there. Hey! <laughs> no, it ain't me. No, it it it, it 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 couldn't have been him. His 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 guns just use regular null material. They're not really the same null as the one that's down there. That's pure null. How did pure null develop in my safe? As you say that, you hear cop cars outside. Oh damn it. Oh, yeah, uh, we're just gonna leave this, uh, I think this is something that you guys are gonna have to deal with now, and, uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna just take Mrs. Spite with us, and, uh, Me? No, yeah. you, you are part of this problem, too. I mean, yeah, we brought him in here, but how about you help take care of this? You call yourself uh, heroes, don't you? The bill for the damages to my shop will be sent to your superiors. Uh, yeah, you're talking about our bosses? That's all on this. Why are you worried about damages right now? I already have to pay for a car. Yeah, good luck, guys. Uh, yeah, we're going to head on up. Wait, why, why worry about damages to your building? We have a problem in your safe room. 
Also, the cops that are outside! Oh my god! I'd rather not deal with the cops. I don't think we can deal with the cops if you still want to continue doing what we do. Yeah. You call yourself heroes and you're leaving? I'm heading outside, my hands are up. I'm, I mean, if the cops are coming in, I... I can't get taken. Do you have a way of getting out? I mean, the back room door is busted open. <laughs> oh, cops are surrounding the building. The heroes are trapped inside. What happens next? Donovan, you guys understand what this means already. So, uh, when you have influence over, uh, when in, when someone has influence over you, it means that you care about what they do, say, or think. At any time, you can give influence to any character who doesn't have influence over you. All adults have influence over you when first introduced. So, by default, does that mean that that means that by default, David and Donovan should already have influence over uh, uh, James? Uh, either or, yes. Either way, I have to give out influence to three teammates, so uh, they they should have influence and then some. You could give double influence to one of us. Uh, I think that just means you adjust my labels. Yeah, if you have influence over a teammate and you would influence it again, adjust their labels. Shift one up and one down of your choice, and then give me a reason why. Since this is like the first session... I'd prefer if we skip over that so our stats don't get too out of whack too quickly. We could just call it give influence to both of your teammates at this point, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, so the beacon gives out influence to three teammates, uh, so you both get influence over me. Oh, and the doomed has, what, you said one? Uh, I think the doomed gives out two. So, uh, at the end of the session, you guys can... Grow closer as a team, uh, grow into your image, your own image of yourself, or grow away from the team. And this applies to each individual character, is that correct, or as a team? I think it's individual. So, out of the three of these options, what do you guys think you guys went through in this uh, session? Gremlin is going to grow away from the team at this point, because they brought something into his clinic that has just potentially destroyed his research team. Okay, so you take influence over you away from another character. Now, who do you think is responsible for this? What, who, do, who of the two of these feels you feel is more responsible for this to Gremlin? Okay. Um, well, Gremlin only gives... Um, the Transformed only gives one influence over to someone. This is influence that somebody has over you, and you're taking it away from them. Yeah, and it would be taking it away f from David, because he's the only one who has influence. Because she was the smart one of the two. The, the commando wasn't exactly very experienced, from what he could tell. Well, I didn't have influence anyway. <laughs> because if I had my way, I would have just dropped him off the hospital. 
Okay, uh, Allison, uh, what is your uh, your end of session thing? I don't want to say closer to the team because it's really only to one character because uh, mostly to James since I did take that since I kind of felt like I had to protect them a bit. But I don't know if that would go with... Can I just choose one specific character or something like that? Or would it be for the team? Uh, it wouldn't be the team if that's the if you want to grow closer. Well, it says explain who made you feel welcome and give influence to that character and clear a condition or mark potential. So that's up to you. I mean, maybe, do you know? Do you feel like you've done any damage to Gremlin's shop? Or do you feel like that's from everyone else? Because Gremlin doesn't say any of this out loud, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't take any responsibility for what happened to his place whatsoever. No no guilt, no remorse? Nah, nope. Okay. Uh, so you want to assign influence to uh, to um, uh, James, since that's the only character you really kind of interacted with? Uh, yeah. Can I? Sure. Oh, that's up to... You can... You, also, by the way, on all of these, you can always reject influence from someone, so that's up to you guys. I thought you reject someone's influence over you. From the wording, that is what it sounds like. Uh, but if I gain influence, that means I adjust your labels, because I already have influence. So I think uh, most appropriate, because you are always saving me. I think it's who ga- whoever gains influence a second time. It says if you have influence over a teammate and you would gain influence over them again. So it's the person assigning it that gets to shift them. Right. So I have influence and I would gain it again. I immediately shift one of their labels, so I thought I would do it. David is, uh, or Allison is assigning influence over James. So Allison can shift James's labels. Right. That's what it says here. If you have influence over a teammate and you would gain influence over them again, I don't feel like I'm the team says give influence to that character. You're giving them influence over you. Uh, Since you're always saving me, I think uh, I would adjust savior up, and uh, since you're you're all magical and stuff, I would adjust mundane down. Uh, And you can also mark potential on him because he doesn't have any conditions. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You didn't give out any conditions. You gave condi- uh, condition to one of the guys. You made him afraid, but that was one of the NPCs. So the yeah, those are the NPCs. Uh, let me see. Which I kind of feel bad about that now. <laughs> yeah, that's both of you two's fault, though. So me, I'm going to grow into my own image, and so after that, I, I really didn't uh, do much. So I'm going to actually. Doesn't... David get a change? I, I feel a bit more normal than anyone else, so I'm going to adjust superior down one and mundane up one. Adjusting my labels makes my superior a negative one, so now I basically am terrible at uh, provoking and... Is there anything else superior to us? Probably. Oh, uh, assess the situation. <laughs> so now I'm going to be even more... I'm going to be even more foolhardy. Uh, and my mundane goes up to plus three. Oh god, I'm in a team with Robin. Let's <laughs> see, acrobatic, martial arts, yeah, actually. <laughs> oh god. Well, technically, <sighs> it's, it's not just any Robin, it's a Weeble Robin. 
And I don't do any changes, right, to anybody? Uh, you should have marked potential on James, technically. Because it says here he, you grew closer as a team, right? Is that right, Allison, or no? Um, I, I guess. Or Allison marks potential, I wouldn't. You're getting that much closer to leveling up. Should, should I have marked, uh, reject someone who tells you you shouldn't be here, uh, as complete? Considering the events oh. of tonight. Right, 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 right. Because they literally did that to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good with that. Alright. So that's basically one-fourth of the potential. We'll see how the rest of that goes. I still find it kind of funny that you guys brought this guy here to help him and just completely ruined Gremlin's day. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the ammo of our team. Yeah, you can't see it, but I'm making air quotes. Gremlin is going to be forced into the leader role just to keep you two in line. Uh, well, one of you doesn't... Well, I mean, really, you guys don't really want to work together, which is a problem from a gameplay perspective. Because if any of you guys... One of us wants to work together. Yeah, I'm here for this. I just want to get my research done. And now I'm probably going to have to join one of the groups just so that I can make an insurance claim for what was destroyed of my shop. <laughs> Go after that, Boy Scout. I have a question about the um about the uh, beacon. Yeah. So it says right here that um when you get all four of your uh, drives, uh, you can change you change playbooks, retire from the life, or become a paragon of the city. When it says change playbooks, does that mean change character, or does your character now become another playbook? I changed to a different playbook, but that doesn't happen unless I mark out every single drive. Right, but it's the same character, right? Yes. Uh, there, there's additional rules for changing playbooks about what you can keep and what you don't. Uh, or for everyone, because everyone can eventually change playbooks. Uh, it's one of the uh, uh, advancements under the line on every playbook. Because Beacon is based on, like, Robin kind of characters. Like, when Robin gets all four of his thingamabobs, he becomes Nightwing. Well, I think Nightwing is is become a paragon. It would be... Uh, I'm trying to think of an example of someone who is basically a beacon. Really quick, I just wanted to uh, pierce the veil really quick. Get behind the curtains. Uh, you have to roll. Huh? Yeah, you have to roll. Uh, okay. I think that's a Anyways, superior. uh... Yeah, uh, I got a 21. Uh... So, I know it sounded kind of half-assed when I got the when I got the kids out at the end, but that's because I didn't want to play them again for the next uh, for the next session because the, it's I don't want it to become a team of six characters. Fuck that, and I don't want to play half the cast. No, that's fair. I didn't expect that we'd end up like working together with them. If I see them again, I am going to laugh when I see Vaporward just because I'm going to remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, the real question is, do they look up, like, the internet article or whatever of my character and laugh back? I was going to explain it, how they got their names, but, uh, because I thought it was funny. Uh, they each came up with each other's names. That's the, that's their little rule they came up with. So, their, their names are quite unfortunate, but that's the names they came up with for each other. It's like if you three guys named each other. Hmm. You said their name was Vape Lord. Mm-hmm. Vape Lord. I'm gonna write it down in case they come back. Um, <laughs> Christmas? Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. I didn't hear the gun dude's name. Crowbar. And Crowbar. Okay, I'm writing this down in case we run into them again. <laughs> so I can 
kick their ass. I'm going to have to stop you from kicking their ass. They shot at me first. <laughs>